Act Four of Women Beware Women. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Women Beware Women by Thomas Middleton. Act Four, Scene One. Bianca's lodgings at court. Enter Bianca attended by two ladies. How go your watches, ladies? What's o'clock now? Be mine, full nine. By mine, a quarter past. I set mine by St. Mark's. St. Anthony's, they say, goes truer. That's but your opinion, madam, because your love and gentleman all the name. He's a true gentleman, then. So may he be, that comes to me to-night, for aught you know. I'll end this strife straight. I set mine by the sun. I love to set by the best. One shall not then be troubled to set often. You do wisely, int. If I should set my watch as some girls do by every clock i' the town, twould ne'er go true, and too much turning of the dial's point or tampering with the spring might in small time spoil the whole work too. Here it wants of nine now. It does indeed, forsooth, mine's nearest truth yet. Yet I have found her lying with an advocate, which showed like two false clocks together in one parish. So now I thank you, ladies. I desire a while to be alone. And I am nobody, methinks, unless I have one or other in me. Aside. Faith my desires, and hers will never be, sisters. Exit, ladies. How strangely woman's fortune comes about! This was the farthest way to come to me. All would have judged that knew me born in Venice, and there with many jealous eyes brought up, that never thought they had me sure enough but when they were upon me. Yet my haps to meet it here, so far off from my birthplace, my friends or kindred. Tis not good in sadness to keep a maid so strict in her young days. Restraint breeds wandering thoughts, as many fasting days a great desire to see flesh stirring again. I'll ne'er use any girl of mine so strictly. Howe'er they're kept, their fortunes find em out. I see it in me. If they be got in court, I'll never forbid em the country, nor the court, though they be born i' the country. They will come to it and fetch their falls a thousand mile about, where one would little think on't. Enter Leontio. I long to see how my despiser looks now she's come to court. These are her lodgings. She's simply now advanced. I took her out of no such window I remember first. That was a great deal lower, and less carved. How now? What silkworm's this? In the name of pride, what, is it he? A bow in the ham to your greatness. You must have now free legs, I take it, must you not? Then I must take another. I shall want else the service I should have. You have but two there. You're richly placed. Methinks you're wondrous brave, sir. A sumptuous lodging. You've an excellent suit there. A chair of velvet. Is your cloak lined through, sir? You're very stately here. Faith, something proud, sir. Stay, stay, let's see your cloth of silver slippers. Who's your shoemaker? He's made you a neat boot. Will you have a pair? Yes, when I ride. Tis a brave life you lead. I could ne'er see you in such good clothes in my time. In your time? Sure, I think, sir. We both thrive best asunder. You're a whore! Fear nothing, sir. An impudent, spiteful strumpet! Oh, sir, you give me thanks for your captainship. I thought you had forgot all your good manners. Gives her a paper. 
and to spite me as much, look there, there, read, vex, nor thou shalt find there, I am not love-starved. The world was never yet so cold or pitiless, but there was ever still more charity found out than at one proud fool's door, and twere hard if faith if I could not pass that. Read to thy shame there, a cheerful and a beauteous benefactor too, as e'er erected the good works of love. Aside. Lady Livia, is't possible? Her worship was my pandress. She dote and send and give and all to him. Why, here's a bawd plagued home. You're simply happy, sir, yet I'll not envy you. No, court saint, not thou. You keep some friend of a new fashion. There's no harm in your devil. He's a suckling, but he will breed death shortly, will he not? Take heed you play not then too long with him. Yes, and the great one, too. I shall find time to play a hot religious bout with some of you, and perhaps drive you and your course of sins to their eternal kennels. I speak softly now. Tis manners in a noble woman's lodgings, and I well know all my degrees of duty. But come I to your everlasting parting once. Thunder shall seem soft music to that tempest. Twas said last week there would be change of weather when the moon hung so, and belike you heard it. Why, here's sin made, and ne'er a conscience put to it, a monster with all forehead and no eyes. Why do I talk to thee of sense or virtue that art as dark as death, and as much madness to set light before thee as to lead blind folks to see the monuments which they may smell as soon as they behold? Marry, oft-times their heads, for want of light, may feel the hardness of them. So shall thy blind pride my revenge and anger. Thou canst not see it now, and it may fall at such an hour when thou least seest of all. So to an ignorance darker than thy womb I leave thy perjured soul. A plague will come. Exit. Get you gone first, and then I fear no greater. Nor thee will I fear long. I'll have this sauciness soon banished from these lodgings and the room's perfumed well after the corrupt air it leaves. His breath has made me almost sick in troth, a poor base start-up. Life, because has got fair clothes by foul means, comes to rail and show em. Enter the Duke. Who's that? Cry you mercy, sir. Prithee, who's that? The former thing, my lord, to whom you gave the captainship. He eats his meat with grudging still. Still? He comes vaunting here of his new love and the new clothes she gave him, Lady Livia, who but she now his mistress. Lady Livia, be sure of what you say. He showed me her name, sir, in perfumed paper, her vows, her letter, with an intent to spite me. So his heart said, and his threats made it good. They were as spiteful as ever malice uttered, and as dangerous, should his hand follow the copy. But that must not. Do not you vex your mind. Prithee to bed, go. All shall be well and quiet. I love peace, sir. Exit. And so do all that love. Take you no care for it. It shall be still provided to your hand. Who's near us there? Enter messenger. My lord? Seek out Hippolito, brother to Lady Livia, with all speed. He was the last man I saw, my lord. Exit. Make haste. He is a blood soon stirred, and as he's quick to apprehend a wrong, he's bold and sudden in bringing forth a ruin. 
I know likewise the reputation of his sister's honours, as dear to him as life-blood to his heart. Beside, I'll flatter him with a goodness to her, which I now thought on, but ne'er meant to practice, because I know her base, and that wind drives him. The ulcerous reputation feels the poise of lightest wrongs, as sores are vexed with flies. He comes. Hippolyto, welcome. Enter Hippolyto. My love, lord. How does that lusty widow, thy kind sister? Is she not sped yet of a second husband? A bedfellow she has, I ask not that, I know she's sped of him. Of him, my lord? Yes, of a bedfellow. Is the news so strange to you? I hope tis so to all. I wish it were, sir, but tis confessed too fast. Her ignorant pleasures, only by lust instructed, have received into their services an impudent boaster, one that does raise his glory from her shame, and tells the midday sun what's done in darkness. Yet, blinded with her appetite, wastes her wealth, buys her disgraces at a dearer rate than bounteous housekeepers purchase their honour nothing sads me so much as that in love to thee and to thy blood i had picked out a worthy match for her the great vincentio high in our favour and in all men's thoughts oh thou destruction of all happy fortunes unsated blood know you the name my lord of her abuser one Leancio. He's a factor. He ne'er made so brave a voyage by his own talk. The poor old widow's son. I humbly take my leave. Aside. I see it is done. Give her good counsel, make her see her error. I know she'll hearken to you. Yes, my lord. I make no doubt I shall take the course which she shall never know till it be acted, and when she wakes to honour then she'll thank me for it. I'll imitate the pities of old surgeons to this lost limb, who ere they show their art cast one asleep, then cut the diseased part. So out of love to her I pity most, she shall not feel the going till he's lost. Then she'll commend the cure. Exit. Ha, ha, ha! Thy great cure's past. I count this done already. His wrath's sure and speaks an injury deep farewell leancio this place will never hear thee murmur more enter lord cardinal attended our noble brother welcome set those lights down depart till you be called exit attendants aside the serious business fixed in his look nay it inclines a little to the dark colour of a discontentment Brother, what is commands your eyes so powerfully? Speak, you seem lost. The thing I look on seems so to my eyes, lost forever. You look on me. What a grief tis to a religious feeling, to think a man should have a friend so goodly, so wise, so noble, nay, a duke, a brother, and all this certainly damned how tis no wonder if your great sin can do it dare you look up for thinking of a vengeance dare you sleep for fear of never waking but to death 
and dedicate unto a strumpet's love the strength of your affection zeal and health here you stand now can you assure your pleasures you shall once more enjoy her but once more alas you cannot what a misery tis then to be more certain of eternal death than of a next embrace nay shall i show you how more unfortunate you stand in sin than the low private man all his offences like enclosed grounds keep but about himself and seldom stretch beyond his own soul's bounds and when a man grows miserable tis some comfort when he's no further charged than with himself tis a sweet ease to wretchedness oh but great man every sin thou committest shows like a flame upon a mountain tis seen far about and with a big wind made of popular breath the sparkles fly through cities here one takes another catches there and in short time waste all to cinders but remember still what burnt the valleys first came from the hill every offence draws his particular pain but his example proves the great man's bane the sins of mean men lie like scattered parcels of an unperfect bill but when such fall then comes example and that sums up all and this your reason grants if men of good lives who by their virtuous actions stir up others to noble and religious imitation receive the greater glory after death as sin must needs confess what may they feel in height of torments and in weight of vengeance not only they themselves not doing well but set a light up to show men to hell if you have done i have no more sweet brother i know time spent in goodness is too tedious this had not been a moment's space in lust now how dare you venture on eternal pain that cannot bear a minute's reprehension methinks you should endure to hear that talked of which you so strive to suffer oh my brother what were you if you were taken now my heart weeps blood to think on it tis a work of infinite mercy you can never merit that yet you were not death-struck no not yet i dare not stay you long for fear you should not have time enough allowed you to repent in there's but this wall pointing to his body betwixt you and destruction when you're at your strongest and but poor thin clay think upon it brother can you come so near it for a fair strumpet's love and fall into a torment that knows neither end nor bottom for beauty but the deepness of a skin and that not of their own either if she is a thing whom sickness dare not visit or age look on or death resist does the worm shun her grave if not 
as your soul knows it why should lust bring man to lusting pain for rotten dust brother of spotless honour let me weep the first of my repentance in thy bosom and show the blessed fruits of a thankful spirit and if i e'er keep woman more unlawfully may i want penitence at my greatest need and wise men know there is no barren place threatens more famine than a dearth in grace why here is a conversation is at this time brother sung in a hymn to heaven and at this instant the powers of darkness groan makes all hell sorry first i praise heaven then in my work i glory who's there attends without enter servants take up those lights there was a thicker darkness when they came first the peace of a fair soul keep with you my noble brother exit cardinal etc joys be with you sir she lies alone to-night for it and must still though it be hard to conquer but i have vowed never to know her as a strumpet more and i must save my oath if fury fail not her husband dies to-night or at the most lives not to see the morning spent to-morrow then will i make her lawfully mine own without this sin and horror now i'm chidden for what i shall enjoy then unforbidden and i'll not freeze in stoves tis but a while live like a hopeful bridegroom chased from flesh and pleasure then will seem new fair and fresh exit scene two enter hippolyto the morning so far wasted yet his baseness so impudent see if the very sun do not blush at him dare he do thus much and know me alive put case one must be vicious as i know myself monstrously guilty there's a blind time made for it that he might use only that twere conscionable art silence closeness subtlety and darkness are fit for such a business for there's no pity to be bestowed on an apparent sinner an impudent daylight lecher the great zeal i bear to her advancement in this match with lord vicentio as the duke has wrought it to the perpetual honour of our house puts fire into my blood to purge the air of this corruption fear it spread too far and poison the whole hopes of this fair fortune i love her good so dearly that no brother shall venture further for a sister's glory than i for her preferment enter leontio and a page once again i'll see that glistering whore shines like a serpent now the court sun's upon her page anon sir i'll go in state too see the coach be ready i'll hurry away presently yes you shall hurry and the devil after you take that at setting forth strikes him now and you'll draw we're upon equal terms sir thou tookst advantage of my name in honour upon my sister i ne'er saw the stroke come till i found my reputation bleeding and therefore count it no sin to valour to serve thy lust so now we're of even hand take your blessed course against me you must die how close sticks envy to man's happiness when i was poor and little cared for life i had no such means offered me to die no man's wrath minded me slave i turn this to thee 
to call thee to account for a wound lately of a base stamp upon me draws twas most fit for a base metal come and fetch one now more noble then for i will use thee fairer than thou hast done thine own soul and our honour and there i think tis for thee they fight leontio falls false wife i feel now thou'st prayed heartly for me rise strumpet by my fall thy lust may reign now my heart-string and the marriage knot that tied thee break both together there i heard the sound on't and never liked string better enter guardiano livia isabella ward and sordido tis my brother are you hurt sir not anything blessed fortune shift for thyself what is he thou hast killed our honour's enemy know you this man lady leontio my love's joy to hippolito wounds stick upon thee as deadly as thy sins art thou not hurt the devil take that fortune and he dead drop plagues into thy bowels without voice secret and fearful run for officers let him be apprehended with all speed for fear he scape away lay hands upon him we cannot be too short his wilful murder they seize hippolito you do heaven's vengeance and the lord just service you know him not as i do he's a villain as monstrous as a prodigy and as dreadful will you but entertain a noble patience till you but hear the reason worthy sister the reason that's a jest hell falls a-laughing at is there a reason found for the destruction of our more lawful loves and was there none to kill the black lust twixt thy niece and thee that is kept close so long how's that good madam too true sir there she stands let her deny it the deed cries shortly in the midwife's arms unless the parent's sin strike it stillborn. And if you be not deaf and ignorant, you'll hear strange notes ere long. Look on me, wench! T'was I betrayed thy honour subtly to him under a false tale. It lights upon me now. His arm has paid me home upon thy breast, my sweet beloved Leontio. Was my judgment and care in choice so devilishly abused? so beyond shamefully all the world will grin at me oh sordido sordido i'm damned i'm damned damned why sir one of the wicked doth not sit a cuckold a plain reprobate cuckold man you be damned for that be of good cheer sir you've gallant company of all professions i'll have a wife next sunday too because i'll along with you myself that will be some comfort yet you sir that bear your load of injuries as i of sorrows lend me your grieved strength to this sad burden pointing to the body of leontio who in life or actions flames were not nimbler we will talk of things may have the luck to break our hearts together i'll list to nothing but revenge and anger whose counsels i will follow Axiant livia and guardiano with the body of leontio a wife quoth her here's a sweet plum-tree of your gardener's grafting nay there's a worse name belongs to this fruit yet than you could hit on't a more open one for he that marries a whore looks like a fellow bound all his lifetime to a meddler tree and that's good stuff 
tis no sooner ripe but it looks rotten and so do some queens at nineteen pox on it i thought there was some knavery abroach for something stirred in her belly the first night i laid with her what what sir this is she brought up so courtly can sing and dance and tumble too methinks i'll never marry wife again that has so many qualities indeed they are seldom good master for likely when they are taught so many they will have one trick more of their own finding out well give me a wench but with one good quality to lie with none but her husband and that springing up enough for any woman breathing this was a fault when she was tendered to me you never looked to this alas how would you have me see through a great farthing ale sir i cannot peep through a millstone or in the going to see what's done in the bottom her father praised her breast she'd the voice forsooth i marvelled she sung so small indeed being no maid now i perceive there's a young chorister in her belly this breeds a singing in my head i'm sure tis but the tune of your wife's syncopace danced in a feather-bed faith go lie down master but take heed your horns do not make holes in the pillow-burrs aside i would not batter brows with him for hogs out of angels he would prick my skull as full of holes as a scrivener's sandbox exeunt ward and sordido aside was ever maid so cruelly beguiled to the confusion of life soul and honour all of one woman's murdering i'd fain bring her name no nearer to my blood than woman and tis too much of that oh shame and horror in that small distance from yon man to me lies sin enough to make a whole world perish to hippolito tis time we parted sir and left the sight of one another nothing can be worse to hurt repentance for our very eyes are far more poisonous to religion than basilisks to them if any goodness rest in you hope of comforts fear of judgments my request is i ne'er may see you more and so i turn me from you everlastingly so is my hope to miss you but for her that durst so dally with a sin so dangerous and lay a snare so spitefully for my youth if the least means but favour my revenge that i may practise the like cruel cunning upon her life as she has on mine honour i'll act it without pity here's a care of reputation and a sister's fortune sweetly rewarded by her would a silence as great as that which keeps among the graves had everlastingly chained up her tongue my love to her has made mine miserable enter guardiano and livia if you can but dissemble your heart's griefs now be but a woman so far peace i'll strive sir as i can wear my injuries in a smile here's an occasion offered that gives anger both liberty and safety to perform things worth the fire it holds without the fear of danger or of law for mischiefs acted under the privilege of a marriage triumph at the duke's hasty nuptials will be thought things merely accidental all by chance not got of their own natures i conceive you sir even to a longing for performance on't and here behold some fruits kneels to hippolito and isabella forgive me both what i am now returned to sense and judgment tis not the same rage and distraction presented lately to you that rude form is gone for ever i am now myself 
that speaks all peace and friendship. And these tears are the true springs of hearty penitent sorrow for those foul wrongs which my forgetful fury slandered your virtues with. This gentleman is well resolved now. I was never otherwise. I knew, alas, twas but your anger spake it, and I ne'er thought on more. Pray, rise, good sister. Aside. Here's e'en as sweet amends made for a wrong now, as one that gives a wound and pays the surgeon. All the smart's nothing, the great loss of blood, or time of hindrance. Well, I had a mother, I can dissemble too. What wrongs have slipped through anger's ignorance, aunt, my heart forgives. Why, that's tuneful now. And what I did, sister, was all for honour's cause, which time to come will approve to you. Being awaked to goodness, I understand so much, sir, and praise now the fortune of your arm and of your safety. For by his death you've rid me of a sin as costly as e'er woman doted on. Tis pleased the duke so well, too, that, behold, sir, has sent you here your pardon, which I kissed with most affectionate comfort. When t'was brought, then was my fit just past. It came so well, methought, to glad my heart. I see his grace thinks on me. There's no talk now but of the preparation for the great marriage. Does he marry her, then? With all speed, suddenly, as fast as cost can be laid on with many thousand hands. This gentleman and I had once a purpose to have honoured the first marriage of the Duke with an invention of his own, and was ready the pains well passed, most of the charge bestowed on't. Then came the death of your good mother, niece, and turned the glory of it all to black. Tis a device would fit these times so well too, art's treasury not better. If you'll join, it shall be done. The cost shall be all mine. You've my voice first. T'will well approve my thankfulness for the Duke's love and favour. What say you, niece? I am content to make one. The plot's full, then. Your pages, madam, will make shift for cupids. That will they, sir. You'll play your old part still. What is't? Good troth, I have even forgot it. Why, Juno Pronuba, the marriage goddess. Oh, tis right indeed. And you shall play the nymph that offers sacrifice to appease her wrath. Sacrifice, good sir. Must I be appeased, then? That's as you list yourself, as you see cause. Methinks twould show the more state in her deity to be incensed. Twould, but my sacrifice shall take a course to appease you. Aside. Or I'll fail in it, and teach a sinful bard to play a goddess. Exit. For our parts, we'll not be ambitious, sir. Please you walk in, and see the project drawn. Then take your choice. I weigh not, so I have one. Exeunt Guardiano and Hippolito. How much ado have I to restrain fury from breaking into curses! Oh, how painful tis to keep great sorrow smothered! Sure I think tis harder to dissemble grief than love. Leontio. Here the weight of thy loss lies, which nothing but destruction can suffice. Exit. Hote boys, the Duke and Bianca enter in great state, very richly attired, attended by lords, cardinals, ladies, and others. As they are passing solemnly over the stage, the Lord Cardinal enters in a rage, and interrupts the ceremony. 
religious honors done to sin disparage virtue's reverence and will pull heaven's thunder upon florence holy ceremonies were made for sacred uses not for sinful are these the fruits of your repentance brother better it had been you never sorrowed than to abuse the benefit and return to worse than where sin left you vowed you then never to keep strumpet more and are you now so swift in your desires to knit your honor and your life fast to her is sin not sure enough to wretched man but he must bind himself in chains to it worse must marriage that immaculate robe of honor that renders virtue glorious fair and fruitful to her great master be now made the garment of leprosy and foulness is this penitence to sanctify hot lust what is it otherwise than worship done to devils is this the best amends that sin can make after her riots as if a drunkard to appease heaven's wrath should offer up his surfeit for a sacrifice if that be comely then lust offerings are on wedlock's sacred altar hear your bitter without cause brother what i vowed i'd keep as safe as you your conscience and this needs not i taste more wrath in than i do religion and envy more than goodness the path now i tread is honest leads to lawful love which virtue in her strictness would not check i vowed no more to keep a sensual woman tis done i mean to make a lawful wife of her he that taught you that craft call him not master long he will undo you grow not too cunning for your soul dear brother is it not enough to use adulterous thefts and then take sanctuary in marriage i grant so long as an offender keeps close in a privileged temple his life safe but if he ever venture to come out and so be taken then he surely dies for it so now you're safe but when you leave this body man's only privileged temple upon earth in which the guilty soul takes sanctuary then you'll perceive what wrongs chaste vows endure when lust usurps the bed that should be pure sir i have read you over all this while in silence and i find great knowledge in you and severe learning yet mongst all your virtues i see not charity written which some call the first-born of religion and i wonder i cannot see it in yours believe it sir there is no virtue can be sooner missed or later welcomed it begins the rest and sets them all in order heaven and angels take great delight in a converted sinner why should you then a servant and professor differ so much from them if every woman that commits evil should be therefore kept back in desires of goodness how should virtue be known and honoured from a man that's blind to take a burning taper tis no wrong he never misses it but to take light from one that sees that's injury and spite 
Pray whether is religion better served when lives that are licentious are made honest than when they still run through a sinful blood. Tis nothing virtue's temples to deface, but build the ruins, there's a work of grace. I kiss thee for that spirit. Thou hast praised thy wit a modest way. On, on there. Lust is bold, and will have vengeance speak, ere it be controlled. Axiant. End of Act Four.